Vineyard Westside welcomes everyone. It doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done. Come as you are, because we believe that love wins, period. All right, well, like I said, perfect. Uh, We are going to talk about uh, a topic today that is super fun called being a hot mess. Being a hot mess. Um, I, I've, gone, I've, I've done a lot of different variations of this. Today's is going to be called Hot Mess uh, version Oh Honey No. Okay? Oh Honey No. Have you ever said this? Have you ever thought it? Has it ever been said to you? Oh Honey No. This week, this past week uh, for me was just messy, uh, and not the entire week at all. It was, it was, it was hot messy, because it was, it was like, it was great, and then it was terrible, and then it was great, and it was terrible, and it was, uh, it, what a great day, followed by two terrible ones, then a great day, then a couple bad ones, and just up and down, just messy, and it was messy in all kinds of different ways, that uh, messy in the physical way, we had to do all sorts of things, uh, I don't even know how many birthday parties we planned and put together, and it was a whirlwind over the past couple weeks, but a lot of just messy mess, like you got to clean up with garbage bags mess, physical mess. Uh, Then my week was pretty messy with emotional mess, up and down, and a hot mess where it's, man, I don't know, there's something about it, there's something that, like, it's, it's somewhat okay, a hot mess for any of you who aren't familiar. You're like, there's something that's still attractive about you, right? I mean, something like, and maybe it's just the fact that you can, that you're a good worker, like you're attractive as an employee, but you're a mess. <laughs> but maybe you're attractive in some kind of way, like you're a, you know, you pay your bills on time always, and so you're an attractive tenant. You're an attractive, um, you know, maybe client, but other parts of your life is just, it's, you're, you're just a mess. Maybe, maybe not you. Maybe you, uh, you know, maybe you married the mess. Maybe you, <laughs> don't raise your hand. No, I knew hands were going to start going up. It's not fair. Don't do it. Proverbs chapter 11, it says this. It says, the world of the generous... It gets larger and larger. But the world of the stingy, it gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. I'm bringing that up because uh, all of us in this room, we have made some messes along the way, right? We've made messes along the way, and maybe you've thought along the way at some point, my life is a mess. I can't get out of this mess. It's too messy to ever clean up. Have you ever had such a messy room that you thought you contemplated burning your house down? Because you're like, I can't, this is too far. I go to extremes (laughs) with stuff. But every one of us has been a mess. We either have been a mess before, we are currently a mess right now, 
or you're one bad decision away from becoming a messy, mess, mess, mess. And this phrase that we've heard before, hot mess, this actually goes back to the 19th century and it referred to food. It was talking about a mess tent or a mess hall in the military where they would get together and this is the place where you would eat a mess of food. How much food? A whole mess of it. This term kind of evolved over the years and it got to a place where hot mess meant um, a firefight of some kind, a bad situation at war, where it was a hot mess situation scenario. The word, the term evolves again and in the 21st century here and now, hot mess means, I would say, an attractive disaster. An attractive disaster. And I don't just mean pretty or handsome, or, but that is part of it. That can be part of your hot messness, but also just that, you know, you're still somewhat functional. You're still somewhat functional. You're still somewhat valuable to society, but maybe your life is in disarray. Like, but you're one of those people who says, I, I, I never miss work. I've been there for 26 years. They, when you go to work, they, they would say nothing about you except, she, oh, she's so faithful. She's the greatest employee. And yet you go home and you're like, my life is a mess. Somewhat of an attractive disaster. Still somewhat functional, somewhat, you know, shows up for work or school. But for some of you, the reason that you don't like coming to church uh, is because you feel like everyone else has it together in their life more than you do. And that you're the mess. Um, spoiler alert, nope, they do not. They are all messed up from the chest up as well. You're surrounded by rows and rows and rows of hot mess people. And so it might be your finance stuff, your money is a hot mess. The other parts of your life, you're like, but don't look there. <laughs> Maybe your family's a mess. Maybe... The mess is you look in the mirror and you're just like, oh, I'm, I'm a complete mess. What am I going to do? How do, I, how do I get better? At some point, wardrobe isn't going to compensate for this. <laughs> i got to do something else. As I said, I might have married a mess. And people even warned you. His past three girlfriends were inviting you out for coffee before. And you were like, no, <laughs> I'm the one that's going to fix him. Also, spoiler, spoiler, you can fix a dog, but you can't fix a spouse. Some of you, some of you, well, I'm sorry about that. I'm going to keep going, okay? Some of you have been parented by a couple of messes. I know some of us have been. Some of you were super blessed, and you weren't raised by messes, and maybe right now in your life you're between messes right now, and life is good, but I will say it won't be forever, and I don't mean that in a discouraging way. I mean that in a, a smart um, military way. If you're a soldier in the kingdom of God, you better dang well know that life is going to get really hard. And it's not going to be unmessy forever because life is just messy. And so you need to be a soldier who's prepared for messes. The good news 
is that there's, <laughs> what I found is that there's always somebody whose life is a way bigger mess than yours. I'm just kidding. That's not good news. Actual good news, though. The actual good news about that is that it's not just you. And so when you hear somebody's story, one of the greatest two words you can ever hear from somebody when you're talking about what you've been going through is when they say, me too. When they say, me too. And you, th- you realize it's not just me. It's not just me that's a mess. When you start to become students rather than critics all the time, instead of pointing at people, kind of listening more and saying, yeah, what did you, well, what did you do about that to get out of the mess? Because maybe um, if we're both in the mess, and you seem like you kind of have, have climbed out a little bit further than me, what did you do? And so we think about what Jesus said. Um, this is not a direct quote, but he said, yank the plank, pull the splinter. The mess you see in the mirror is a reminder. Sometimes you can't get out of the mess on your own at all. It's like a sticky rat trap. It's not going to work. Sometimes the people in your life can't get out of the mess either, and they need you to help them off the track. A lot of times the mess is the thing that ends up bringing you closer to somebody, right? Like, Maybe you had somebody that was not your favorite person at work or at school or at your family, at your table, (laughs) but they shared something with you. You guys shared some sort of a, you know, an issue, a problem, an empathy with each other where, you know, I didn't realize that you struggled with that same thing too. Uh, This morning before the the service... um, you know, I, I, was, I was beginning to do the thing that I always want to do and pretend like everything was okay. Um, I always want to do it. I even try to do it, but I'm a horrible pretender. Um, I'm, I cannot, I can't really pretend that things are good when they're, when they're not. And this morning, I just felt not good. And so right before we came out here, I just said, can you guys just pray for me this morning? Because uh, I don't feel I don't feel good mentally. I don't feel good uh, overall. I just have just anxiety stuff, things like that. And can you guys please pray for me? Immediately, they prayed for me. We probably prayed for six or seven minutes, and I'm suddenly able to come out and talk to you guys and feel good about it and okay. And thank you. I'm, I'm saying it now to invite you all to, to also pray for me. I'll take it. Um, I don't care if I'm stingy. Give me all of them because um, I need them. But also uh, just that I love this place because we can actually say it. And we can, um, I don't have to, to pretend. And um, you guys allow me to not become a hypocrite. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I'm bringing it up because that is, that's the messy week. That's the hot mess. That is the, uh, the stuff. And nothing even particularly bad happened. Just got into bad headspace stuff. Anybody hear me? You subscribe to this newsletter. Let me know if you figure out how to cancel it. But anyways, sometimes the... The mess becomes the thing that allows you to connect with somebody else. Uh, 
um, the, the empathy when you hear somebody's story. We Christians, we believe that that mess is the thing that can bring us together uh, because that is the mess that brought God near to us. The reason why Jesus showed up in the first place is he recognized they are a, oh, honey, no. Oh, what are they doing again? They're trying to, oh, they're building, <laughs> they're building an altar. They're building a, oh, no, not a golden calf. Oh, sweetie, no. But John chapter 3, it's for God so loved this mess that he sent his one and only son. That also red, yellow, black, and white, that we are all messes in his sight. The gospel of Jesus is this. It's God looking down on a mess of a world, just a bunch of hot messes, and that he decided, you know what, I don't think I'm going to flood it again. I don't think that I'm going to burn it again. I don't think that I'm going to uh, pass judgment on again. This time I think I'm going to send my son to help clean up that mess, to address the mess. And this is why Jesus was such a surprise to us and why he wasn't recognized. Because the ancient world was expecting Judge Judy (laughs) to show up and dole out some punishment. We'd have been like jumping up and down like, yeah, give them what they deserve. You are not the father. But Jesus introduces us to this word, this word that wasn't common, grace, grace, and it was generous, it was generous. See, the mess um, that we know, this hot mess that we are, this mess is a lens, um, because uh, if you're able to recognize a mess, you can only recognize a mess if you've been, I, I, I know a mess because I are a mess, like thing, if you've been one, you can recognize one, so the mess is like a lens, and if you're able to see the mess in other people, you're able to see God. You're able to see places that he's wanting to work, people that he's wanting to work within. If you're able to realize something or that someone is a mess in some way, what you've just done is you've tapped into this truth that maybe they haven't realized yet. Because I have friends all over the place who have, they're, a complete, they're a complete mess and they have no idea that they are. The mess is a lens, and we can discover God through it. We can help other people discover God through it. In Romans chapter 3, uh, we hear from the Apostle Paul. Uh, if you're not super familiar with Paul, I would recommend you, you get familiar with him because he's all of us. Uh, for all of us who have screwed up and deserved death, for all of us who deserved being arrested, for all of us who... Um, you know, we, we had either murderous thoughts or just things that were detestable. This is Paul, and Paul represents humanity. Paul says this in Romans chapter 3. He says, now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world held accountable to God. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law, 
but rather through the law we become conscious of our sin. And so uh, it's, it's that kind of thing of um, saying, well, I mean, nobody's perfect. I'm sorry I'm not perfect. Can we just slow down for a second and remind ourselves there is a perfect. Like there is a perfect. And we're used to always saying, sorry, I'm not perfect. You know, there is one. There is a perfect. There is a standard for perfection. And so having that, that awareness even of that, it kind of awakens the noticing of our messes to us. The messes are all of a sudden highlighted. Romans 3, verse 23, it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and they're justified freely by His grace through redemption that came by Christ Jesus. But that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Who, who is it that has made this mess, who's gotten themselves into a mess? Who of you feels like a mess right now, feels like you've messed up your life, feels like you've been stuck in a mess? And for you to know that you know that you know that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, that every single one of us has made a mess of it, that we've, that we've messed up the week, that we've messed up the year, that maybe you messed up the marriage, or you messed up the kids, or you messed up um, the job, or you messed up school. Just that you would know that all of us, that all of us have messed it up. Matthew chapter 7, it says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way that you judge others, you'll be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. It says, Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye, and you pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Let me take that speck out of your eye, when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. One of the things that um, this reminds me of is that we all have, an, in com- we all have something in common with uh, the people in our lives that we can't stand. Like, if you have anybody in your life you can't stand, anybody you struggle with, yeah, yeah, it's true, though. We have something in common with them. We all fall short of our own standards, right? Anybody else fall short of their own standards? Well, do you keep lowering your standards? Do you keep, well, man, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bring that down again. I know a mess when I see one because I are one. Because I've been one. Don't forget your own story. Don't block yourself from a blessing. Uh, Be generous with your story. I mean, be generous with your testimony. Be generous with your vulnerability. Um, Some of you are saying right now, yeah, but I might get burned. Yep, you might. Super bad. Super bad burning. Um, And it's worth it to try. 
Um, it's worth it to try and crash and burn and fail. It's still worth it to try again, um, to open your life up and be an open book more so that you can talk to people about stuff that they have going on. You can say, um, I'm going to blurt this thing out, this thing that, and it's probably something that is holding you captive, like that's got a whole, it, it, it's limiting you from being able to, because, but you say it out loud and somebody else in the room is going to say, me too. I do that too. I feel that way too. If we could just, um, I think, close with, close with prayer. Uh, I, I have, um, if, you, if you can picture in your mind, I have a picture that's popping into my head, and it might be for some of you, uh, if you'd like to picture it along with me. Uh, so this is, this is a small circle that is representing your life at, say, five or six years old. It's a small circle. Um, just imagine a completely white canvas with this circle drawn. It represents all of the experiences of your life at five or six, everything up to that point. And then uh, this, big, this big dark X gets drawn on it. And it takes up a huge portion of your circle and it seems like it's everything because that, that's your whole experience it seems like it's it's messing up all parts of it but we're going to go outside of that circle we're going to draw a bigger one around it and this is for when you're you know 10 to 12 years old and so now that that same x is just sitting there in the middle but it's not taking up nearly as much real estate. And we're going to draw a bigger circle around it, and you're 25. And there's so much more experience. There's so much more knowledge. There's so much more um, mess. And there's so much more cleanup. And the X looks even smaller. And we're going to go another circle, and it's 50 years old. And the X is shrinking every time your experience gets bigger, every time the things that you've gone through get bigger and bigger. And you can bring that out as, as far as you want. But the stuff that felt like it was huge, the stuff that felt like you would never get past it, that was always going to be too big for you to solve, is shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. And so, Lord Jesus, we pray right now that that would happen in a spiritual way in our lives. We invite you to um, shrink down the things that have uh, caused any trauma in our lives. The, the X, the X that has marred our experience. That you would just keep making bigger and bigger circles around it. More experiences for us. More of your knowledge. More of your goodness. More of your holiness. More of your forgiveness. And that it would just keep expanding and that that X would shrink and shrink. For those who have just had the X just taking over every part of their life, that they would just see it shrink before them.
Just say, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Thank you that you use hot messes like ourselves to be able to reach your, your people, your kingdom, uh, the people who are uh, lost and searching, the people who are broken, the people who are afraid. Yeah, that you would use our brokenness, you would use our mess to be able to draw them in. And help us to, to spread the the word even in a, a bigger way that you did not come for the healthy, you came for the sick. You didn't come for the healthy, you came for the sick. Thank you for loving us the way that you do. We praise you, Jesus, and we pray in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Hey, I love you guys. I do. Um, oh, my gosh. And we hit, look at the timing. Look, we're good at this. I hope you guys have a good week, and um, I'll be praying for you. Please pray for me. Um, we'll see where it goes next week. Have a good one. For more information about Vineyard Westside, please visit vineyardwestside.com.